This is the Your Money Hour podcast. I am your host, Dakota Gurdy, hosted by Upstate Essential Solutions. If you need help with your personal finances, check me out at dakotagurdy.com. And also, if you need help with accounting and taxes for your business, if you're a nursing entrepreneur or a nurse practitioner entrepreneur, check out dakotagurdy.com. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the show, Your Money Hour podcast. I'm excited to have my friend, Dr. Elena Davis. You know what? I'm going to read her bio real quick, y'all. All right? So y'all give me one moment. So Dr. Elena Davis is a speech-language pathologist, a certified brain injury specialist and trainer, and associate professor at Howard University. She has expertise in cognitive communication disorders associated with traumatic brain injury, more specifically, sports-related concussions, and culturally responsive support for return to learn play activity. Dr. Davis is also a baker and owns Lay's Rum Cakes, where she bakes delicious rum cakes and peach cobblers with love and southern charm. So Dr. Lena. Yes. So, <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, ma'am. So I'm, thank you for joining me in your time. Tell us about who you are. I mean, I gave you, I gave the bio, but I wanted your words. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I'm a speech pathologist. Um, I love anything dealing with the brain. Um, I teach brain injury. I provide webinars and workshops. I work with um, clients. Um, I, I teach, I train students. Um, some of my favorite things to do, but I'm also a baker at the same time. So uh, that's pretty much me. Well, I'm I'm from the South. I'm a Southern girl living in the, on the East Coast. Um, and I think that's about it. Cool. So how did you get into your industry? I mean, being an African-American woman, being a doctor and mm -hmm. a brain doctor, talk about that. I mean, those are, those are milestones, in my opinion, were black yeah. women. So and you do actually bring up a good point because my profession, speech language pathology is 92% white. Um, <laughs> it's 8% of racially, ethnically diverse. And then the black population, I think we make up somewhere between three and 4%. Um, so to have a PhD actually kind of puts you in the 1%. Uh, but being at Howard, I know a whole bunch of other people that have, <laughs> have them too. Um, but yeah, I, um, I found the profession through, um, this personality career test and it, it matched me so well, um, because speech pathology is a mixture of language and science, which I love and you get to help people. I found brain injury through my master's program and just taking neuro related courses. And then my mat, my mentors from Howard University really shaped me into the love I have for concussion and traumatic brain injury and really working with the black population. So talk about that. I think in, in the bio I mentioned about the culturally responsive. Can you mm -hmm. talk about that? We ended the IG Live earlier discussing that in terms of sports, specifically football. Talk about how that is... I guess overlooked in terms of someone has an injury and they are black and, and, and they aren't diagnosed properly. Why is that? Yeah, so that's a really great question. So 
in, in, in speech pathology and in a lot of other professions like psychology as well, um, the tests that we use were not normed on us, primarily white middle-class men to be um, a little more exact, right? And so there's this, there's this idea of standard American English, right? Um, a certain way you should communicate and talk. And so a lot of our tests are designed in that way, but that's not how we talk, right? Um, even me as a professor, I still say, you know, I be going to the store and that's, I be going to the store, right? So if the tests are designed for us, then when we take those tests, when those are given to us, our scores are going to come out extremely low, very low. Um, and so that can be an issue. Sometimes it could be not having all the resources that you need. Um, and then it could also be the bias of the person who is supposed to be servicing you as well. Um, and so like what we saw with the NFL, it was the NFL in their um, race, using the race norms, they were using black norms for the testing. It, they considered it an attempt to um, give fairness. But what it what that is really based in is the idea that black people function cognitively lower than white people, which is why they lost the lawsuit. Because we mm -hmm. know that that's not true. If we can be accountants and doctors and all these other things, we don't function cognitively lower, but we may process and think differently, which makes us unique, right? But not not lower. You know what? At times, I think about that same thing. I'll be like, like I said, like you said, I'll be like, <laughs> it's this thing of if a white person can drive a car or if they can drive a truck, why can't a black person do the same thing? Mm -hmm. Or if a white person can go a tree, why can't a black person do the same thing? It's like we are the same. We just think, like I said, think differently, act differently, but we are human beings, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So why would somebody may have a higher IQ, but that doesn't mean the person can't learn how to be a doctor or an accountant, right? I mean, mm -hmm. oh man, yeah. So I'm glad you said that. Talk about how does one, you as an expert, how do you help your clients overcome their trauma when they have an injury? Just give us two tips that you can help someone. Mm, okay, two tips. Let me see if I can serve it in two. Okay, so um, I, I am a person who also works through my heart. You know, I have to think with both <laughs> brain and the heart. Um, but the first thing really is letting them be heard, um, whether they can communicate effectively or not. And that's going to be the first step because some of them, some of them, the, the challenges that they experience may not go away. They may lessen some, we may find some ways to get around it in a way, but it may still exist. And so them being heard is a key factor. Um, I think the other part of that is making sure that when you do treatment, that it is functional, not just pulling out a workbook, um, having a worksheet or giving them an iPad to do like games on, but to actually put them through activities that they're going to do on an everyday basis. Mm. Yeah, because that gives them autonomy, one. Right. Two, it gives them the ability to think for themselves, as opposed to somebody coming in and say, 
you're slow. Let me do it for you. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's, that's how when my wife and I we went to a an event with for autistic, well, special needs kids. Mm -hmm. And the guy was saying, you want to give the child the autonomy to let her or him do whatever it is. Like the other day, I do want some some jelly bread, basically jelly on top of bread. I let her make her own jelly bread. Yeah. And I show her how to tie the bread back too, so she can do it on her own. Mm -hmm. I was coaching her, but when she goes back and does it, does it again, I want to keep coaching her until she actually does it on her own to give her autonomy, make sure her feel value and that somebody cares about her as well. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. That And that's the main thing. You know, I, I find that there's also a lot of studies that have looked at different types of um, methods that we use. And um, what we've also found is that when people feel um when they feel motivated, they feel motivated, they feel empowered, they have good experiences that despite having a communication impairment or anything else, they they can do more. They feel better about what it is that they're doing, even in the face of adversity. That's right. That's right. So let's transition to your side hustle. Okay. business. Okay. How did you get into baking? I mean, did you grow up baking? Your mom and dad taught you or who taught you? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, um, not like a real like specific type thing, but my dad liked to bake cakes a lot. Um, and so I remember baking with him quite often. Um, I had an aunt that would always make these different kind of cakes, um, my Ingratia. And um I actually, I don't know. I just started like one day I was like, I really want a rum cake. I'm gonna see if I can make it. And this was in like 2017. And so I started making it for like friends. And then um, one of my friends was like, you should sell this. And I was like, mm, um, you know, I don't know. But then it was like, you know, I'm living in DC or in the DMV and I needed to pay some extra bills. And I said, well, let's just put this out here and see what happens. And it's, I put it out there and it just hasn't really slowed down. Um, so it was really just like a form of stress relief. And then it turned into a business. Wow. So real quick, you work at Howard University. Yeah. And I think Felicia Rashad works there too, right? Yes, Felicia Rashad. She's the dean of the school of the Chadwick Bozeman School of Fine Arts. So Chadwick Bozeman, he's from Anderson, South Carolina. Okay. So have you talked to her? Personally? I have not had an opportunity to talk to her. I've been in a Zoom meeting with her and she looks exactly like she does on TV. Beautiful. Oh, really? Yeah, but I haven't wow. had a chance to meet her yet. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I had I had to get I had to get that question out to you. So your business, how do you balance being an entrepreneur and then working a day job how do you do that yeah so it is it it can be a lot especially when I very first started um and now I do like pop-up and markets and things like that um and so I really I really had to just kind of learn through error in a sense um to figure out systems um if I can create a system then I'm good um, and so actually this week, what I'm doing is I'm taking a little chunk of my day to bake a little bit because I have an event on Saturday. And so it really has just been a lot of like pre-planning, prepping, 
and all those things. But the day that I can hire an assistant will be amazing. <laughs> awesome. So real quick, before we close, thank you for your time first. Leave us with a nugget that we can apply to a lot of others. Any subject. Thank you for your time. Yep, Thor. Okay. I will say in whatever you are doing, make sure that you are passionate about it because I feel like if you are passionate about it, you're going to do what it takes to get that done, whether it is helping people uh, through some type of health field or if it's baking, <laughs> baking cakes. Keep um, keep your passion at the, and your purpose at the forefront of your mind so that you can stay focused and not be worried about the distractions that come in. All right. Well, tell people how can they find out about you on social media and your website, Dr. Davis. Okay. So I am overall neuro underscore Dr. D on Instagram and TikTok, overall neuro on Facebook. My website is overallneuro.com. And then for the cakes, it's Lays, L-A-I-S, Rum Cakes, Lays Rum Cakes on all platforms and my website as well. Thank you for your time, Dr. Davis. Thank you. You're welcome. And this is the Your Money Hour podcast, hosted by Upstate Essential Solutions. Get a copy of it. My book, Broke, on DakotaGrady.com. Resources about personal finances and accounting and taxes. DakotaGrady.com. This is the Your Money Hour podcast.